You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy hump day, everybody. Holiday hump day. Whoa, holiday hump day. I just coined a new term. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about? This is Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast. We're caught. We're talking Las Vegas Raiders football, and we are doing our mailbag show for today. I mean, can you imagine Mo? By the way, Mo Moten, my co-host, he's kind of a big deal. He's known as Midtown Mo. He's also senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report. The best guy, the most humble guy you'll ever meet. Even though he's a big deal and he can't walk around New York anymore without autographs and. <laughs> People throwing bras at him, all kinds of weird stuff. It's just, I feel bad. I feel bad that he has to deal with that kind of attention. But anyway, senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report, also Raiders columnist at SportsNot, that's sportsnaut.com, where you can also catch my work. And uh, you can follow him on x.com at Momoton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Always a sage of great advice despite his young years. And I am at LV Gully on X.com. I am grouchier. So either way, you can uh, get what you're looking for uh, there. But we're here. We're going to talk about you, Mailbox. Hey, Mo, uh, we go into this weekend. I know we'll have a new show for you guys tomorrow on Thursday as well. If you're listening to us in Las Vegas on the radio, you can hear us on Saturday there too. But uh, we'll get into a lot of the particulars with the Colts game coming up. This is more about people reacting to what happened on Christmas Day. And I have to tell you, man, before we get into some of this, the memes coming out of because of how much Raider Nation despises the Chiefs and the Chiefs fans, the memes have been hysterical. The Christmas memes, the Grinch, the Jack Jones interception with the Grinch face on it. I mean, dude, if the Raiders would have lost this game, it would have been really ugly. And I don't know that we would have anybody listening to the show right now because they wouldn't want to even talk about the Raiders. But if there was ever a win that the fan base needed, no matter what happens over these final two games with the Raiders, if there was ever a win that this fan base deserved and needed, 
this was it. The best meme that I came across since you want to mention memes. I don't know if you remember the people listening, if you if you're familiar with the Patrick Mahomes bundle them commercial. <laughs> and then there was a meme that said, How do you give the Raiders two touchdowns in seven seconds? And then it has like the State Farm guy saying you bundle them because the Raiders scored two touchdowns, defensive touchdowns in like seven that seconds. One. That was the funniest meme. One? Jake from State Farm one. Oh. That 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 one is hilarious. I reposted it on my on my ex account. Check that out. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think the high has not worn off yet. I did a bleach report live, and usually when I go early, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, there are not a lot of people in there. Yeah. Tuesday, let me tell you, there were a bunch of people still fired up over the Raiders win. And that just goes to show you how Antonio Pierce has injected life into this fan base. So early in the season, remember we talked about how Raider fans aren't going to games, people are selling their tickets. I think a lot of what we're not talking about too much, even on this show, is that how Antonio Pierce has rallied the fan base, not just the locker room, the players, but the fan base. Because I think now people are more enthusiastic about going to Raider games. Because let me tell you, when the Raiders were five and eight after that loss to the Vikings, a lot of people were saying, I'm, I'm checked out. I'm just waiting for the draft. Wake me up when the Raiders get a quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Now it's kind of like, oh, I'm mm. tuned in. Look, yeah. look at the way Jack Jones is playing. Look at the swagger of this defense. Look, you know, I, I love the way Antonio Pierce said this or phrased that. So now there's there's juice around this franchise, juice we haven't seen or felt in a very long time. And I'll tell you this, there are still people clinging to their disappointment. And you know what? I will give him this because I don't understand it per se, but I do appreciate consistency. So if you were... <laughs> If you didn't think the Raiders were any good and now you're upset that they're actually doing what we call kind of in the NFL, the purgatory thing, which is around 500. I understand mm. the kind of frustration with, well, gosh, if we were just really bad, then at least we could just get past it and we'd have no expectations and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but there, there are still people out there. Not very many. I think people enjoy it. I think the to your point about your Bleach Report live and, and having more people than usual for the time period on a weekday, a lot of people off this week, right? Um, when mm -hmm. I was on the corporate side and I was doing marketing and PR for big companies, uh, I would always take this week off. It was a dead week from a business perspective. So I do that now mm -hmm. in our business. Now we're in the media. Clearly there's always something going on. So we don't get to do that. But a lot of people are home too, which is great. And it's awesome for them to be able to enjoy the win too. They have downtime. They're with family. They're having a good time. They're not yelling at their uncle anymore because the Raiders <laughs> lost. You know, they're 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 like they're digging it and they're enjoying the holiday spirit and they're going to head into New Year's Eve when the Raiders play the Colts, uh, at least with that. So hopefully the, the Raiders will continue that good feel into the new year and then they get to face the I think the the if the Raiders beat the Colts, by the way, Sunday, Mo, and I, we're going to break down the game uh, on tomorrow's show. But but if they beat the Colts and go home for that final game against the Broncos. I'm telling you, I don't think you're going to see many Bronco fans in that stadium. Especially if the Chiefs lose this week. And you shouldn't because yeah. the Raiders would have so much on the line. Yes. I would assume the last game of the regular season where there may not be another Raider game or, you know, it could be the game that clinches a playoff spot. I, I would assume that it, that, yeah. that stadium should be, you know, 80-20. I understand Broncos fans travel well and it's not far, but that that it should be 4-5, to five, a ratio of 80-20 Raider fans in that stadium. And I will say this as somebody who's lived in Las Vegas twice. Okay. I lived there for a long time and there have always been a lot of Bronco fans in Las Bronco Vegas. Fans there. Mm -hmm. they're, they're always, I mean, 
I used to go. I remember uh, this was early 2000s, so the Broncos were pretty good. I think that's when they had they, Elway was at the end of his run, whatever. Um, and the Bronco, like you would go in the Target or the Walmart, and they would have Broncos jerseys. So, so I don't anticipate there being no Bronco fans there because there, there's just a lot of people who moved to Vegas from Denver. But, but you're right. If there's a lot on the line there, I expect Raider Nation to pop out. Now, we're going to get to some of our calls, and we have our good friend. Tarek from Chicago, but he's not in Chicago. He's on vacation, but we have such dedicated listeners that he had to call uh, in. Of course, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. I mean, how can you not call in and talk to Midtown yeah. Mo and Scott? So so here's the first call. It's Tarek from Chicago, but he's in, I think, Texas. Hey, Scott. Hey, Mo. This is Tarek currently in Texas vacationing during the holidays. Just want to reiterate what an amazing performance it was yesterday by the Raiders. I think at this point, you guys, if Antonio Pierce is not retained, I think that would be ridiculous. Um, he clearly has the players motivated, and the players are playing with an attitude and a swag that I don't think Raider fans have seen in a long time. I think they're clearly taking on the personality of their head coach, and when that does happen, then you've got the right man for the job. Um, Antonio Pierce is everything you want um, – everything you could hope that the, the team would have uh, turned into when he took over in the interim ba- on an interim basis. They're four and three. I expect them to win their next two games. I mean, they still need a lot of help to get into the postseason, but I think when you inherit a roster and you go through the trials and tribulations of what happened earlier this season to turn them around and to go into Arrowhead and punch the chefs right in the mouth, <laughs> you've got the right man. And if they can go ahead and have the consistency with – Champ Kelly, as well as Antonio Pierce, and then you can focus on the draft and free agency and all the things that come into place. But I think the Raiders are finally turning a corner. Uh, You have a lot of young talent. Malcolm Kuntz is definitely coming back. Jack Jones is a definite find in a steal, and it certainly makes Antonio Pierce look like he knows what he's doing. Still not sold on Aiden O'Connell at all, uh, but to to see the Raiders, um, you know, finish off the game on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that was encouraging, but to not have a single completion after the first quarter and to still win the game is somewhat mind-blowing. Uh, again, just to – I think this is a, the type of win and the type of performance that kind of uh, makes the franchise – it's putting the franchise on the map for sure. The, the rest of the league is probably noticing that the Raiders are just really, really turning the corner. So – uh, again, I expect Antonio Pierce to be retained as the head coach following this victory. Um, I don't think there's anybody else who could step in and uh, do what he's done for the Raiders um, on an interim basis. So tell me what you guys think about that. Uh, I expect him to be named the permanent head coach uh, sooner than later, uh, and let's just get that out of the way. I mean, he's the right <laughs> man for the job. Tell me what you guys think. Again, Merry Christmas. Looking forward to your guys' show this week. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Tarek from Chicago, but he's in Texas on vacation. And uh, you got to appreciate that and and what he's what what he brings to the listen, he always has great calls. I mean, you, you gotta love it. And that's what I love so much. We have some wackos on YouTube that that like to comment weird stuff about both Mo and I, different for different reasons. But uh Tarek is a real one. And I just want to applaud that call because that was good. But Mo, let's get what in he said. It's hard. It's hard to disagree with anything he said. I do think. Again, I remind folks though, and I'm going to keep doing this through the process, just just to to manage your expectations. The Raiders have to go through the hiring process. They have to go through 
the uh, Rooney rule, even though Antonio Pierce is African-American, they still have to do that. So with that said, what Tarek said as far as the team turning the corner about what he's been able to do, it is remarkable. And I think that's why people have noticed. I think what Tarek and a lot of Raider fans are getting is some Raider fans do understand that they have to go through the interview process. But, you know, have you ever applied for a job where you kind of have it in with the manager or the the person hiring and they go, look, we got to go through the process, but, you know, you got the job, just the job. Just go through the motions, you know? I think that's what a lot of Raider fans are hoping that Mark Davis does with Antonio Pierce, just kind of nudges him and say, hey, just don't wreck the ship in the last two weeks and you got the job. But I can't push back on anything Tarek said in his voicemail. I think at this point, it's 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 clear that Antonio Pierce has the Raiders responding the way we haven't seen. And I, and I said during the last show that the swagger that you're seeing is Antonio Pierce. And I think mm-hmm. Tarek said the team embodies who the head coach is. And you see that across the league. Even though Lions are high-flying offense, they're a physical team. And when Dan Campbell took on the job, he talked about biting kneecaps. Yeah. Uh, when Bill Bell... Belichick at his, at his height with Tom Brady, the Patriots were very cerebral. We look at Bill Belichick, we think of him as a cerebral head coach. Now we just think of him as a bum because the Patriots are at the bottom <laughs> of the division. But he is a cerebral head coach. He's not a bum. Uh, but it, to, to, to the call's point with the Raiders exemplifying or being emblematic of the swag that Antonio Pierce brings, I think it's important because, as I said, while it's not everything, when you have a confidence in anything you do, it, it translates. It permeates sure through through your work and your production for the most part. If you if you if you have the skill set, sometimes you just need to boost the confidence. And I think that's what the Raiders needed to get themselves over the top and started win, winning football games. And you see it on the face. Yeah, I was watching the press conference yesterday, and I'm watching Antonio Pierce. I'm looking at his face. And some, yeah, sometimes I get, I get too deep and I start thinking about stuff and I'm just watching it. I'm like, well, I'm not even listening to what he's saying. Although I appreciate what he says. Cause he's very short and to the point, which I know media sometimes are like, Hey, that's it. That's the only quote you're going to give me. Cause we get selfish that way. But, but I love it. Cause he just says it like it is. He doesn't, he's not out there. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, he's not as bad as Belichick. Obviously he's got more, more flavor to him, more personality to him, but his face you can see in his face the confidence he has now because he's he knows a he's been successful b his players are behind him and when you're a leader and people are 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 following you and i shouldn't say following you they're on your side they're with you because it's a different thing than following versus being with you is different <laughs> that is so empowering as an individual i don't care what business you're in if you feel that and i felt that with teams before I had a box when I was in boxing and I had my team, my, my digital marketing team. They were so freaking good that I literally walking down the street like you're in a like you're in a in, in a in a in a movie. Like, OK, bring anybody, bring anything on. And we'll take it. And that's what I saw with Antonio Pierce. So, Tariq, great call. Tarek, excuse me. Go ahead. You have one more thing on that one. Is it Tariq or Tarek? Tarek. It's Tarek. Jamie Coleman, Tarek. I, I went. OK, I, gotcha. I, but I reverted to the un, un, uncool pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say too about you said about when Antonio Pierce speaks, a lot of people said that Antonio Pierce reminds them of Mike Tomlin, the way he addresses the media and his mannerisms. I will say that while I, when I hear Antonio Pierce speak, I don't think I'm getting blah, blah, blah coach speak. No. He's very honest and his authenticity shines in his interviews and anytime he speaks. And I think that if Jack Jones mentioned that on 
authenticity that he brings to the locker room because I believe Jack Jones said that Antonio Pierce allows the players to be them. While he doesn't let them just run free and do whatever they want, basically said the freedom has some responsibility. And as long as he lets guys be themselves, they understand their responsibility, he understands that he can let guys be themselves and the guys can understand that, okay, I have this free reign to be me, yeah. but I also have some responsibility not to hurt the football team. And I think that goes a long way. That authenticity goes a long way in the locker room as well as with the media, with guys like you and I and women who cover the Raiders as well. And he's treating them like grown men. It's like, and, right. and I actually do this with my kids, which is, look, I'm going to give you freedom until you give me a reason not to. Oh, exactly. You want to go, go online and play that game? Okay, fine. You're going to play the game. If I find out you're doing something you're not supposed to do, or if you're doing something antagonistic to somebody, I'm going to take it away. So, so you got to appreciate that. And I know the players do. All right, Tarek, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy your vacation down in Texas, which is a lot yes. warmer than Chicago. So enjoy that. All right. Our next call comes from a warmer spot, although it can get cold down there too, is Sam in Atlanta. Sam in Atlanta. Here we go. Hey, Scott and Mo. This is Sam uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. I just love your show. Um, I've been a Raider fan for over 30 years. Um, started listening to you guys about a year ago. Um, love the show. But in terms of the, the, the team, the defense is amazing. Of course, the offense is the problem. So having a young guy like O'Connell, I love the fact that he's got a strong arm. But why can't we use the, the run, the play action more? It seems like if we can get into the playoffs, we'd have a really good chance because our defense is just top-notch. But uh, we need to be able to find a way to get O'Connell doing better, a lot better. And so it just seems like if he could rely on play action a lot more, get aggressive, get our line going, uh, get the running game going, um, if we can get that going, we could go deep into the playoffs if we could slip in. So I just don't know why we're not using that as often. Uh, especially right at the beginning of the games. It just doesn't seem like we're relying on it that much. But if we did, it seems like that would be very successful. So I'm wondering why we're not doing that as much. All right. Thanks. Bye. There you go. Sam in Atlanta, thank you so much uh, for the call from Georgia. We appreciate that and appreciate the kind mm -hmm. words of the show. Uh, and and thank you for listening. Okay, Mo, so let's jump into that. Is that is 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 the lack of use of the play action pass with Aiden O'Connell? Is that on Bo Hardigree, or do you think it's part of the limitations of Aiden O'Connell not being as mobile and having, you know, there's so many things Aiden O'Connell does well, his footwork can be problematic at times. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's mostly on uh, Bo Hardigree because to me that goes along. I think with that with with that criticism, it's on creativity. So in previous shows we talked about not only play action, we also talked about using motion, and I think that will help Aiden O'Connell because it'll simplify some of his reads and it'll open some of the windows downfield. Now Aiden O'Connell was just completely off against the Chiefs, only threw for sixty-two yards, so he was inaccurate. Period in general. Yeah. But I think when you have a young quarterback, the best thing you do for a young quarterback is to 
again, simplify the read so he's able to see the field. And it'll also open those windows when you have play action because then those linebackers move up, those safeties, safeties move up, and then you have more open space to throw the football downfield to Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and even Trey Tucker, which we saw against the Chargers. So, one, the Raiders have to be aggressive. Two, I think they have to start to try more, I wouldn't say new things, but they have to be more creative. Um, we just talked about play action. I think motion should be a part of it. It was talked about during the Dolphins game that, you know, Mike McDaniel uses a lot of motion to simplify, simplify things for Tua, not to take anything away from Tua, and that Tua has been playing well within the system. But the way you help a quarterback is you get is you get guys moving on the defensive side of the ball because then it tells the coverage. If you have a defender following a wide receiver, then you know it's man. Then you don't have a young quarterback having to read whether it's zone coverage or man coverage. You have to simplify things as much as possible for a young quarterback so he can break down and dissect the defense. Yeah, um, I, I agree 100%. And I think, too, what, what I don't understand, and, and I agree with you on Bo Hardigree, and I'm not trying to pile on the guy, right, because he's inexperienced. No. He's in a job that he doesn't even really deserve or has done before. <laughs> so I'll give him a little bit of grace there. But what I don't understand, to your point, they were creative against the Chargers, right? Yeah. They, they did what you said just now for Aiden mm-hmm. O'Connell against the Chargers, and then they come out against the Chiefs, and it's like his sphincter got really tight because it was Christmas Day and it was the Chiefs. Like, it was a big stage, <laughs> and I feel like he got nervous and he got, he got conservative. Now, how much can Antonio Pierce say, hey, Bo, dude, what, what's going on? We got we to gotta uncork this puppy. I'm hoping that's the co- part of the conversation like they had after Minnesota, which is, look, dude, we got to let it fly. This, and this Colts team, and we'll get into it on tomorrow's show, but this Colts team is struggling defensively. So to me, you know, the, the point that Sam brought up in, in, in play action, being creative, the motion they use, they look, Trey Tucker, he was used against Kansas City, but not enough. Like, what's the inconsistency? You used him against the Chargers really well, went to him downfield even. Against mm-hmm. the Chiefs, it wasn't, there was nothing. There was nothing there. So to me, they got to go back to two weeks ago, find that game plan. This Colts defense and the Chargers defense, the Chargers defense, Colts defense, eh, maybe about the same if you look at it at the current condition. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I think that's 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 part of the issue is the creativity. So, so what you're saying, what we need to do is get Sam's voicemail and play it to Bo Hardigree yes. when he has his presser this week because yes. that will be a that will be a great question for Bo Hardigree. You know, what's going on? How about? Let's use some more play action. Let's use some more motion. Yeah. Now we did see a fake wide receiver reverse that led to a bubble screen for Jacoby Myers. That was that was probably the Raiders' biggest pass play of the game. It was I believe right? But you can't, as you said, your your ass can't get tight when you're on a big stage, and you have to continue <laughs> to go for the jugular and be aggressive because that's, right. that's what's going to win you football games, not the conservative stuff that we often see. Now again, Aino kind of also has to be accurate with the football too. That's a part of it, and the offensive line has to give him pass protection. Right. But as I said earlier, answering Sam's question, you have to help the quarterback out as as much as you can. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. All right, we're going to take our first break. Sam in Atlanta, thank you, man. Great call. I'm forwarding it to Raiders PR, and I will see if they will forward it. To <laughs> I'm not sure that they will, but I'll try. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But Sam, thank you, man, so much for listening. We appreciate it. Okay, we're going to come back. A couple more calls as we roll through the Raider Nation mailbag, in this case, the Raider Nation voicemail which uh, you can also call out, by the way, if you want to get in on the next show, 702-900-7869. That's 
900 7869 to talk to Mo and Scott. You're here on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back.